Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everything's changing so fast these days, and that's a great thing. I mean, back in my day, we were lucky if we could get one video to load on our desktop computer. But now, there's the Xfinity 10G network. That means the fastest internet, with faster speeds rolling out every day. And internet that can power a house full of devices at once with ultra-low lag. So while one person streams a movie from their room, another can play video games in the basement, while another TikToks in the kitchen. It's the next-generation 10G network, only from Xfinity. The future starts now. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome in, everybody, to the early line live right here. Sportsgrid on a delightful Friday morning. I'm Kevin Walsh, joined, of course, by Donnie Wrightside. Donnie, how you feeling? I mean, what a day yesterday in NCAA action. As I say that, Kevin, you figure that would be some of the top stories out there. I don't know, March Madness and the NFL comes over the top once again. Yeah. It never ends here, and I love it. It's great for content, and we are ready for an action-packed mm-hmm. show today. I feel bad for March Madness. We will talk about all of today's games. I promise you that. But our 7-7 seven and seven top headlines 100% begins in the NFL because Devontae Adams is now a Las Vegas Raider. Devontae Adams looking to become one of the highest paid wide receivers in the NFL. Gets that money from Vegas as the Green Bay Packers bring in a first and second round pick. We've now heard that not only was Green Bay willing to pay him the money that Vegas paid him, they were willing to pay him more. But he wanted to go to Vegas. What is going on, Donnie? I have no idea what's going on here because you figure Aaron Rodgers was coming back on a massive deal and then Devontae Adams is going to get another massive deal on top of that. Run it back. Let's see if we can win a Super Bowl. And Aaron Rodgers signs and then obviously picks up the phone and calls, you know, Devontae Adams or Devontae Adams calls him and goes, yeah, you know what? I really don't even like playing here. So I got the bag from Vegas and I'm going to go to the warm weather. Good luck here in Appleton, Wisconsin and have some fun here with the Green Bay Packers. As you see on the FanDuel Sportsbook, tumbling odds for the Green Bay Packers. And I agree. I don't know what Green Bay is going to do at this point, but I thought they were a ready-made Super Bowl team but sort of lost one of their key cogs. Makes no sense to me. It's pretty funny, though, that that Super Bowl-ready roster loses one player, and they now have the worst wide receiver core in the NFL. The Green Bay roster was overrated. He shouldn't have gone back, and now it looks ridiculous. We'll unpack all of that. Also, the Atlanta Falcons continue to push Matt Ryan's money back as they wait a decision from Deshaun Watson. There's growing belief around the league, it seems to me, Don, that Watson could be headed towards Atlanta. And it seems like Matt Ryan is okay helping Atlanta make that work. Yeah, and I, and I guess because everybody wants to be wanted, right? So we, we're going to talk about Baker Mayfield in just a few moments. But Matt Ryan, I mean, he's been mm-hmm. in Atlanta for a long time. He's been an MVP. He's going to a Super Bowl. And they're basically telling like, hey, 
be a good sport here. We don't actually want you. You're getting over. You're getting paid a lot of money. Sit tight here. Let's keep yeah. pushing this stuff back because we really would like another quarterback, and then we'll send you on your way. And he's going like, okay, you know, I'm getting millions upon millions of dollars. I'll take it, and I'll play anywhere in the NFL at this point. So quite different than yeah. what we're seeing out of Baker Mayfield in Cleveland. But that's an interesting scenario here where you are an embedded quarterback, a franchise guy, and they're telling you, hey, hold on here. We got a better guy waiting in line. And look, to Donnie's point about Baker Mayfield, our next headline is that Baker has requested a trade. I tell you, my, my quick read on this, Donnie, is this headline is not only he requested it, Cleveland declined it. And I think what we see right there is that the Browns don't want to end up like the Indianapolis Colts, where they're out there moving people out of spite and then just have to start Sam Ellinger. Exactly. So, I mean, it, you could say, oh, well, Cleveland, you can't have your cake. And yes, they can. They're paying the guy. He's under contract. They can do whatever they want with their quarterback. Now, feelings aside, and we want you to play well, this has been a whole offseason. Hey, Baker, stay over there in the corner. We're going to try to upgrade our quarterback position. Oh, man, we lost out on all our quarterbacks. Hey, Baker, you are always our guy, man. Get out there and sling it. But by the way, we really don't want to give you a contract. But go out there and sling it anyway. Not a good scenario for the Browns for me, Kevin. There's a lot to unpack throughout the NFL. We also saw the Los Angeles Rams bring in Allen Robinson, a little bit of help there for Cooper Cup. It's certainly a big deal. What does this mean for Odell Beckham Jr.? We will unpack all of the doings around the NFL. I want to bring our radio audience into the fold. Appreciate everybody tuning into the early line on Sports Grid Radio. Kevin Walsh and Donnie Wright side here on a Friday morning on the back of the opening day in the round of 64 in the NCAA tournament. And Donnie, we know there's always going to be upsets. And the beautiful thing is we still never know where they're going to be coming from. Shout out to the MAAC. The Max St. Peter's beats the number two seed, the third best odds for the national championship, the Kentucky Wildcats. I had some wins yesterday, Kevin. I had some losses, and there's no shame in my game. I had the under in that game, Kevin. 85-79. <laughs> my thought process behind that. Kentucky, smother St. Peter's. They'd be lucky to get to 50-55 points in this game. They scored 85. Now, granted, it did go to overtime. I was just waiting for that run for Kentucky to put St. Peter's away. I thought this was one of the better matchups in the tournament where Kentucky just say, hold on, you guys can't score anyway in your little conference, as you like to say, but now you step up to the big time and you beat Kentucky? Boy, that's good, man. That's good on the Mac as well. And I said all along, St. Peter's by far the best team in the Mac this year. No question about it. Yeah, no, listen, here's the, here's the tough part. Right? What, what am I going to say? No. I mean, did I own a sweep them? And Yeah, whatever. But, I mean, that's incredible. Shout out to St. Peter's. That's fantastic. I don't know if John Calipari ends up on a hot seat, but, boy, that is a difficult, difficult result <laughs> there. Again, the, the isn't the thought process overtime is where dogs go to die? I said, yeah, sure. I think it's where dogs go to thrive. We saw this last year. We saw it play out here again. Uh, also, DRS, the Big Ten. <sighs> Iowa, Richmond, the Hawkeyes, they seem pretty safe. Until they weren't. They only put up 63 points in their loss to the Richmond Spiders. I mean, come on now, Iowa. Like, that's where I survived. Like, well, I'm just going to pick an easy one out here in game one. I didn't even – like, hey, I should have went St. Mary's, but they're only minus two and a half. I should have went that route. But instead, I took the comfortable mm -hmm. route in my survivor with Iowa, and they get bounced early. But isn't this so Iowa-like? Ooh, this team could get all the way to the championship game. Man, they can't even make it out of the first round. Oh, heartbreaking stuff. Shout out to the Big Ten. Donnie, not much Phew. of a survivor. Shout out Destiny's Child. Last headline here before we hit our first break. Steph Curry was injured over the weekend in some NBA, or rather uh, during this week, during some NBA action against the Boston Celtics. He will, though, be back before the playoffs begin, which is some good news for Golden State Star. We'll take a break. Come on back. Green Bay has no wide receivers. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. I'm Roman Mars, host of 99% Invisible. I'm excited to be teaming up with Lexus GX and SiriusXM on some very special 99PI episodes. We're heading to some of the cities in the U.S. that have special meaning for me and exploring the ways that these cities marry form and function. To learn more about the Lexus GX and SiriusXM and Lexus vehicles, visit Lexus.com slash GX and SiriusXM.com slash Lexus Trial. The all-new Lexus GX. Live up to it. Check out the 99% Invisible feed now and listen to these special episodes. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everything's changing so fast these days, and that's a great thing. I mean, back in my day, we were lucky if we could get one video to load on our desktop computer. But now, there's the Xfinity 10G network. That means the fastest internet, with faster speeds rolling out every day. and Internet that can power a house full of devices at once with ultra-low lag. So while one person streams a movie from their room, another can play video games in the basement, while another TikToks in the kitchen. It's the next generation 10G network, only from Xfinity. The future starts now. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed. Back right here on I really was positive that we would be breaking down the NCAA tournament. Boy, did Kentucky catch a break. We'll get to it at some point. I, I, the, the NFL. I mean, what, what can you say, Donnie? Devontae Adams has been traded to the Las Vegas Raiders. He's reuniting with Derek Carr. There's, there is so much to unpack here. The first-round pick goes back to Green Bay. The record-breaking contract for Devontae Adams, the highest-paid player in the NFL that is not a quarterback. What is your reaction to open this all up here with Devontae Adams now moving to the Las Vegas Raiders? Absolutely shocked, Kevin. Absolutely shocked at this move. And we knew he was going to get paid. That's number one. But the fact that the Packers, the reason to bring back Aaron Rodgers is he's a world-class quarterback. And it seems like him and Devontae Adams work better than any one-two combination in the NFL. And that was half the reason. Didn't it seem like last year, hey, they actually put out that tweet, or I think Aaron Rodgers did, last ride together, let's have fun, figuring that they both mm-hmm. would make a lot more money in other cities. And if Aaron Rodgers moves on, Devontae Adams isn't staying in Green Bay. Well, who would have thought a year ago that it would be Aaron Rodgers sticking around in Green Bay and Devontae Adams going, yeah, I'm good. Oh, this guy that throws me the football wherever I want it, whenever I want it, and allows me to break all these records, I'm going to bounce. Now, granted. He's going to bounce with the bag. And that's exactly what the goal of an NFL player is. Do you want to win championships? Do you want to win games? Do you want to set records? Sure you do. But at the end of the day, this is a job that you are actually partaking in. And the goal is to make a lot of money. He's going to make more than any other wide receiver in football. And good for him. And by the way, going from Green Bay to Las Vegas, not a bad trade-off. And it's not as if, Kevin, like he took this deal to go to the Texans. Like, hey, I was my only goal was mm-hmm. to get paid here, and I'll see what happens later. Like the Raiders are a pretty good football team. But on the outset of that, you, you can't help to, to put the footprint now of the AFC West is incredible. And all along, how about Kevin? Two weeks ago, when we saw the writing on the wall that probably Aaron Rodgers was coming back, and my initial thought process was, wow. 
They're going to walk to the NFL, you know, excuse me, the mm-hmm. NFC championship game. They're probably going to make the Super Bowl and have not much resistance here. All of a sudden, now I'm looking, Kevin, going, is there value in another team in the NFC North now? When a player of Devontae Adams caliber changes teams, nine out of ten times the story is how much of a positive impact he will have on his new team. The exception is a spot like this, where he is leaving a team that was favored to win a conference. The Green Bay Packers have been the number one seed in the NFC two consecutive seasons. Aaron Rodgers has been the MVP two consecutive seasons. The off-season storyline at the top of the marquee was what would Aaron Rodgers do? We have wondered whether or not it made sense for him to go back. Donnie and I have disagreed on that leading up to it. The Colts, the Steelers, the Niners, even the Bucks, all made more sense to me, not Denver, for Aaron Rodgers ultimately than going back to Green Bay. But the reality is now as we sit here, Donnie, there is no world where you are going to still tell me that going back to Green Bay makes more sense for Aaron Rodgers' chase towards a Super Bowl. My goodness, I saw a take or two yesterday saying, good move by the Packers, let the cap room breathe. Are you insane? Aaron Rodgers <laughs> is 40. What are you talking about? Let the cap room breathe. Who cares if they're still going to be able to win the NFC North that is far from the goal. No one cares about division banners in Green Bay anymore. And they're saying that as this grew closer, Rodgers became aware that this was probably going to be the scenario. What? in the world is going on because he has done everything he can to explain that it's not about getting big-time money. Yet I sit here, Donnie, I look, he did not go to the situation that gives him the best chance to win a Super Bowl. One of his absolute best friends in the NFL is now gone, but at least he has his money. What is Aaron Rodgers doing, Donnie? I don't know what Aaron Rodgers is doing because now it's almost like saying, like, you figure that he wanted a good situation to be in. We knew he was going to make a lot of money regardless, but doesn't it seem like now all he cared about was let me get the most money I can and I'll just be happy anyway being in Green Bay and the fans will still love me and respect me and I'll ride out with only one Super Bowl appearance and one Super Bowl championship. It's kind of interesting to me, but also let's go, Kevin, from a Green Bay Packers perspective here. You bring back Aaron Rodgers. You know he's going to make a lot of money. Isn't this where you say as an organization – This guy, we feel like we wasted his career. Yes, he won us a Super Bowl decade ago. We should have probably been back to multiple Super Bowls and had multiple rings, but we're not. Let's have one last ride here. Let's have a three-year game plan where we push all our chips into the middle of the table. Running backs, tight ends, wide receivers, quarterbacks, defensive ends, linebackers, cornerbacks. Let's really max this out and kick the can down the future a few years so we can probably have one last run at a legitimate Super Bowl title, which looks like that was probably going to be the case before Tom Brady even came back. And now you're looking at it going, the Green Bay Packers are still going to be good. And we're going to wildly overreact about a wide receiver that's leaving town. But when you see a wide receiver of that ilk, you don't just replace him. Hey, guys, Julio Jones is out on the market. So what? Julio will play eight games out of 17 next year. How's it going to look for Aaron Rodgers? But Donnie, did you see Aaron Rodgers go and beat Arizona without any wide receivers? Good luck doing that for a 17-game schedule. My goodness here. I was very surprised. Not necessarily that Devontae Adams, per se, left, which I was shocked. But what are the Green Bay Packers doing? This is your window to win a Super Bowl with one of the best players of all time. And it's like, yeah, we're good. He's good enough to win it on his own. When clearly, Kevin, he's not anymore. The question becomes, 
are the Green Bay Packers the least competent organization in the world who have been saved by having Brett Favre pass the baton to Aaron Rodgers? Donnie, because you said, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, well, maybe we'll overreact to a wide receiver leaving. Donnie, if Cooper Cup left the Rams, but Allen Robinson was there and Robert Woods was there and Odell Beckham Jr. Yes. was there, maybe it'd be different. Correct. Donnie, the Green Bay Packers were hearing that they knew this was coming. How did you let Allen Robinson land in Los Angeles? What What is going – like, Donnie, they passed on Odell Beckham Jr. this past season. I know he ultimately was injured in the Super Bowl, but he was a huge part of that run. In fact, Odell Beckham Jr. still caught a touchdown in the Super Bowl, so he was a big part of acti- actively winning that game. The Green Bay Packers didn't make that move. It's like all they know how to do is keep Aaron Rodgers. It's And I understand that that's valuable. But my goodness, man, I get my return monitor. I can see myself now giving these tremendous takes. It jazzes me up. But I just don't – I don't understand how we sit here. And I'll, and I'll add this on top of it because maybe I'm being hard on Green Bay, right? The, the reports are, Donnie, that they were willing to pay all of the money under the sun. Now they tapped too easily, okay, because we can oh, – but it's, what he wanted was Vegas. Sure. Baker wants to be traded by the Cleveland Browns. They're not going to give him that. But, Donnie, there's going to be – a lot of attacks on Aaron Rodgers, you know, the relationships in the room. I don't know if those are entirely fair because we know that Devontae Adams wanted to make his way back towards Derek Carr and play to Las Vegas for the Fresno State teammates. But also, Donnie, how do you not criticize Rodgers a little bit here for not being able to get on the phone and keep this guy in Green Bay? Or, or maybe this was the notion all along, like, I'm going to take care of my guy. I'm going to say I'm coming back here. We're going to work the wheels and the, the, the offers on the table because something is a little bit amiss. It's hard to move on. Like, even if you say, like, man, I always wanted to go to Las Vegas or San Diego or L.A. or just a like a bigger, warmer mark, Miami, per se. But I, I, something is because you're playing with Aaron Rodgers. Like, it'd be one thing, Kevin, if Green Bay's like, hey, we offered to pay more money for Devontae Adams to stay here, but Aaron Rodgers left, and that was too hard to overcome. Like, your quarterback that gets you the football, because, I mean, trust me, obviously not nearly as talented, although I think I am, as Devontae Adams, at least back in the day. <laughs> you need a good quarterback. That's 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 almost 90% of your job. When you line up at wide receiver, I've run routes in my life going, I'm, I have zero chance of getting this football, not because I'm not wide open. But when you have Aaron Rodgers, you feel like, hey, man, I'm going to go into this game. I might get 13 targets, 10 catches, 152 yards, and three scores in this game because Aaron Rodgers is my quarterback. Now, he is going to play with Derek Carr. He is a fine quarterback in his own right. But you're playing with the best of all time with a great rapport. That makes your job so much easier when you show up. It's just shocking to me that all this is happening. But this is the new NFL. And I, quite frankly, Kevin, I love it. Uh, well, uh, that I love as well. I've tried to, you know, again, people take shots at the NBA. Player, uh, you know, movement is bad. You're obviously, you've all been wrong about that forever, and you should thank LeBron James. That's just the reality of the situation. There's a lot more. To, there's a lot more to unpack here, including Deshaun Watson, Baker Mayfield, and more. Next year. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Elbow grease and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need ebay motors has it at affordable prices and with ebay guaranteed fit it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time 
Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to stop making excuses. The peace of mind you get after a colonoscopy is worth it. It's the best way to prevent and detect one of the deadliest cancers. In fact, your doctor can remove precancerous polyps during the procedure if necessary. That's right, before it even turns to cancer. No buts about it. Get a colonoscopy at 45 and follow up every 10 years or as recommended by your doctor. Find a location or schedule now at avera.org colon. Back right here on the early line, continuing to unpack the Devontae Adams-Aaron Rodgers fallout. I'll make one last point on him leaving Green Bay, and then we'll talk about what this means for the AFC West. I do wonder, Don, because you brought it up. I was thinking about this a little bit during the break. You brought this up, though. The last dance post. I have to wonder if Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers spoke this offseason, and Rodgers like, yeah, man, I think I'm going to go back. It'll be fun. Like, you're ready to go. And he's like, no. We said we were leaving. Like I'm, I told I don't know what you're I don't know what you're doing here. Like it'd be like if, if Donnie and I transitioned off in play sports tonight to Moneyline, and I'm like I'm like Donnie, you ready to go to Moneyline? He's like nah, kind of kind of love love nights. I'm gonna stay here. Like what are you doing? No, exactly. I mean, and that's the, the key ingredient here, right? Because somebody wasn't on the same page, but we thought that it was always going to be the same page, though, Kevin, right? That was the whole interesting part about this. One last ride. Hey, look, they're going to actually run it back together because two years ago, we thought Aaron Rodgers had the last ride in Green Bay. Well, he restructured his contract. They come to an agreement that at the end of the season, if Aaron runs out, he can be out. And everything, the fences, you know, the fences were mended there. Everything was happy. And it looked like that we were actually going to get a Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers reunion this year. And Devontae left. And maybe it's one of those things where I reverted back to in the 80s and 90s where they used to tell players in the NFL, hey, if you don't shape up here, I'm going to send you to Green Bay. It's freezing cold weather there. Obviously, you don't live in Milwaukee. You're living north of that. So it's not a big city. And who wouldn't want? Young guy, millions upon millions of dollars moving to Las Vegas. And it's not you have to overpay him to go to Las Vegas because the team is underwhelming. This team looks like it's getting everything together here. Quarterbacks, talent-wise, you got pass rushes. You got a new head coach coming over from New England. Maybe it's a dawn of a new day here for the Las Vegas Raiders, and Devontae Adams is going to be a big part of that. But I can't fault him if you're just looking at weather and living scenario conditions here. Going to Vegas, that's a big W there over saying in, I don't know, Appleton, Wisconsin. Now, the reality is, I don't know what's going on in the AFC West. The, I mean, this is, it's the opposite of run from, you know, it's like I don't run from the grind. I mean, these yes. guys are approaching the grind. They're multiplying the grind. This is a little out of control. Russell Wilson has to feel out of his mind. Clearly should have gone to Pittsburgh or Indianapolis. Clearly, that was always the case. I've always been correct about that. But, Donnie, the, the, the Vegas Raiders sit at 5-1 to one to win the AFC West. I'll say this right now. That's ridiculous. That shouldn't be. Second best coach in this division in McDaniels. I feel good about that because Nathaniel Hackett, don't trust it. We all know Brandon Staley's not a good coach, uh, obviously. <laughs> that was, I mean, that was obvious throughout all of last season. We know he's not a good coach. They had the best defense by DVOA in the entire 
division last year. I know some other defenses made improvements, and I appreciate that, but it shows you that Vegas is not a slouch on that side of the ball. And offensively, Donnie, they're going toe-to-toe with any of these skill position groups now here. I mean, I mean, let's be honest. I know Travis Kelsey, Tyree Kill. I mean, I know that's unbelievable. I know people are excited about this. And Hunter Renfro continue to emerge in the NFL. The Vegas Raiders are five to one. I'm sorry, but that number needs to be coming down a little bit. No, that number needs to change. It really does. But also, let's keep in mind the AFC West is usually run by the Kansas City Chiefs. They sit Kevin today as we look at it on March 18th, a plus 135 to win that division. That is absolutely incredible. So many, minus 290, minus 330, easy walk through the division. And I think the one point that you brought up, I love here. Nobody is running from anybody, Kevin, here in the AFC West. These teams are saying, oh, you're going to retool? We're going to retool. You want to re-up? We're going to re-up here. How many times in sports do we see a division? And you say, and I don't even care if it's Major League Baseball, if it's hockey, if it's football, NBA basketball. Oh, no. Super Chiefs. They got Patrick Mahomes. Uh, we're just going to save on salary cap for like six or seven years because there's no chance of competing with him here. Or you see the Chargers go out and make some moves. Ah, you know what? Nothing here. The Raiders, who were pegged to be dead last in the division. Everybody, would you have been smart? Like, hey, Raiders, retool here. Uh, trade Derek Carr with the Indianapolis Colts. Get draft picks. Not going to worry about it because the Chiefs, Chargers, and the Broncos are so much better than you. It makes no sense to go out there and win six, seven, or eight games and ruin your draft position. Why don't we just win three games to get the number one overall pick and retool over the years? They went out and credit to them. Mark Davis, who, you know, catches a lot of slack out here, goes out and pays for a top-edge pass rusher, goes out and pays for the best wide receiver in football, says, Derek Carr, you're our guy, and let me bring in a really good coach so we can see if we can move this team into the next millennium. And the Raiders have done that here. So kudos to the AFC West for not giving in to the Chiefs a few years ago, and everybody's saying, Mm. we're coming for the king, we're coming from the crown, and you see it now in the odds at the FanDuel Sportsbook, Kevin, plus 135 here for the Chiefs. Man, we could stick on this all day. We really could do two hours on this situation, but I want to uh, hit some of the other NFL headlines, and then we got to get to your NCAA tournament previews. Obviously, uh, you know, 16 great games today to break down. We had a nice day yesterday. We'll be live again following uh, the opening part uh, of that schedule as well. But, Donnie, the Sean Watson saga continues. Uh, right now, the Bucs are minus 160 to win the division. Saints are plus 280. Falcons plus 280. Carolina Panthers 14-1. to the Cleveland Browns and the Carolina Panthers have been told that they're out of this race. I'll say on that front, uh, the Cleveland part is a little odd. Carolina Panthers obviously never understood why they were in the race other than they would like to have a Deshaun Watson. Uh, they right now are in an awful spot, and Matt Rule uh, does not have a great outlook in Carolina. What's your thought right now on seemingly watchers down, uh, excuse me, Watson down to two? Yeah, it's interesting in the NFC South here, to say the least here, Kevin. You see the uh, Panthers here at the FanDuel Sportsbook, 14-1 to to win that division. And I got to feel a little bit for Matt Rule. Like, he goes and he builds Temple. He goes down in a terrible situation in Baylor, rebuilds that program. And I loved him coming in the NFL, and I still like him as a coach. But he's realizing, you know, like so many coaches that come from the college ranks, if you don't have an elite quarterback, it's going to be really tough to win football games. And my favorite part about the Panthers, Kevin, is the open signals for the past years. Like, we're open for business. We will give anybody whatever they want for a top flight quarterback and everybody's going like yeah sounds good but not going to Carolina at this point so then you bring up the odds here that we see Tampa Bay rightfully so should be a minus 160 as we sit right now at the FanDuel Sportsbook to win that division but I find it interesting Kevin that the New Orleans Saints plus 280 to win the division the Atlanta Falcons 
plus 280 to win the division, where they're basically saying like, yeah, whoever gets Deshaun Watson, we're going to move ahead of that. But it's such a coin flip right now to where he's actually going. They don't want to move the odds, and rightfully so, in that holding pattern. So for my money and myself, if I'm Deshaun Watson, I'm looking at rosters and saying like, where can I win and where can I you know, do some damage here? It's got to be New Orleans for me, right? Better defense, better offense, continuity at the head coaching position. And you probably have some wiggle room where you're not going to the Atlanta Falcons going, now hold on here, man. i got to carry everything. Is there anybody left in my wide receiver position that I can actually throw the football to? For my money, it would be New Orleans. But it's interesting to see how the sportsbooks have to go. Now hold on now. This is down to the Saints and the Falcons. That's why we list them both at plus 280. Yeah, my expectation is actually the Atlanta Falcons at this point in the game. The the mm. continuing pushing, uh, the continue to push back, the Matt Ryan money. I think, I think Matt Ryan's just kind of like, all right, listen, it's going to be what it's going to be. Uh, I guess I'll land in Indianapolis and I'll ask Philip Rivers about what that's like and uh, we'll go from there. And I don't know if that's exactly where he's going to land up, but it feels like a, a potential match, uh, unless, again, they really want to run Sam Ellinger out there and we can all uh, point and laugh at the Indianapolis Colts. But I, I also think, Donnie, there's just something to Watson going home and, and being back uh, in Georgia. So uh, that's kind of – and we know – look, they've already been in contact with the Jarvis Landry. You start to read the tea leaves. It feels like Donnie Weber Watson lands me, but a couple of other names will follow the roster – We'll start to fill out. That's my expectation. We'll see when we get there. We'll quickly hit this, Don, and then we'll get to a lot of this tournament stuff. But Baker Mayfield requests a trade. Not surprising. I mean, listen, you there are consequences for teams who try to make moves in the same way there are for players who try to make the movement. Now, it doesn't mean necessarily, Don, that it's going to be 100% effective in Baker Mayfield requesting this trade here, but it's unsurprising, and I think he has every right to want out of Cleveland because Cleveland, who I understand, wants out of him. And you're absolutely right. Now, let's take a look at this. I'm going to bring up the term here, Kevin, financial apology. And what I mean by that is if we remember, you know, we're Eagle fans here. A while ago, Donovan McNabb was benched for Kevin Cobb. You know, the organization apologized to Donovan McNabb in the way of extending him with big money and saying, we're sorry for doing that. You're a franchise guy. How can we make it up to you? So if I'm Baker Mayfield now, this is part of the game in the NFL. Like, you work for an NFL team. They pay your contract. They can do whatever they want. They can pay your money and sit you on the sideline the entire 17 games if they wanted to as long as you're getting paid. So the fact of the matter is feelings are hurt in this. And franchise guys, hey, man, I want to leave Cleveland. You guys basically told me I'm not the guy and you're shopping around. Then you're coming back to me saying, well, why don't you play well? Well, there's two ways that this can go. Either A, I'm going to request a trade because I don't think you guys have the confidence in me at being your quarterback and I would like a fresh start outside there. Or if you're the agent, you go, okay, you shopped around, you didn't get anybody. Baker's not coming back on a one-year deal that is final year. You're going to make an agreement with us. It's going to be a five-year deal that he is your franchise guy. And if he says no, I mean, listen. We're human beings here. When you show up to work, you want to be wanted by your employer. How do you get in the offseason yeah. to work hard knowing that every single day you look at your phone, it might be a text, it might be a Twitter alert, that you actually got moved on to another team. That's a tough spot he's in. Most people say, man up, Baker. They're paying you. And I understand that. But I also understand Baker Mifflin going like, man, like I'm putting my heart and soul into this, and you don't think I'm good enough. That's fine. Can I move on? And they tell you, no, you better be good enough, and we're not paying you until we see you're good enough. The thing is, it's not because, Donnie, I'm a big proponent of you, know, you got to always make a phone call. Like, I think the Tennessee Titans should have called the Houston Texans, right? But now, and I could see where Ryan Tannehill's rubbed the wrong way. Be like, listen, man, we have to do our due diligence. It's the nature of the business there. It's the report, Donnie, that comes out that the Cleveland Browns want a, quote, adult in the room. <laughs> now, listen, you can't be doing that while calling up Deshaun Watson with everything that just played out over this offseason. 
<laughs> I mean, that, that is unbelievable levels of slander of Baker Mayfield. And that's, again, how you get here. It's why, Donnie, I started to buy into the Kyler Murray stuff. Because it seemed like it was starting to go beyond money. It, ju- it just seems like yeah. basically the Arizona Cars like, yeah, man, I mean, that guy's kind of a fraud, not all that good of an NFL quarterback. And, again, it seems like they're going to reach a conclusion here. But the Cleveland Browns and certainly Baker Mayfield right now, not on good terms. A lot more to get to here. We'll make sure we button this all up, and we'll start to talk about some NCAA tournament games. We'll talk the Big Ten, which means we're going to be talking some upsets. I can almost guarantee it. We'll be right back here on SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Elbow grease and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need ebay motors has it at affordable prices and with ebay guaranteed fit it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest but let me play devil's advocate here let's see so no that's a good thing Uh, (laughs) that's definitely not a problem Uh, reese's you did it you stumped this charming devil It's time to stop making excuses. The peace of mind you get after a colonoscopy is worth it. It's the best way to prevent and detect one of the deadliest cancers. In fact, your doctor can remove precancerous polyps during the procedure if necessary. That's right, before it even turns to cancer. No buts about it. Get a colonoscopy at 45 and follow up every 10 years or as recommended by your doctor. Find a location or schedule now at avera.org slash colon. One last NFL item before we transition over to the NCAA tournament. The Allen Robinson signing with the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, you know what? I don't even – Donnie, you have a take on this. I'll just say this right now. I agree. Go for it, DRS. All right. Let's get to the Rams here. Fresh off of a Super Bowl. They said two years ago, you can't give up that many, that much for Jalen Ramsey. You have no future in the draft. The Rams said, hold on. I got a billion-dollar owner that said, I got blank checks to cover this. You can't do that. You build through the draft. There's nobody who wins through free agency. Ha-ha, you got Matthew Stafford. Look how much you gave up for Matthew Stafford, who's never won anything. Oh, yeah, he's won a Super Bowl. What? You're going to rent Von Miller out here and give up a second and a third-round draft pick to the Denver Broncos? Are you insane? Do you know how much draft capital you've given up? They won a Super Bowl. Ha ha. Von Miller left. You idiots. Now you have nothing to show for it but a Super Bowl. And how about this? The wide receiver position. Cooper Cup, one of the best in the NFL. Robert Woods, who's a very competent number two, is coming back this year. Also keep in mind, still trying to be in the works for Odell Beckham Jr. But, hey, we got some extra money left around here by Mr. Kroenke. Hey, how about we go and get another wide receiver here? And, oh, yeah, Odell. Don't be upset. We got some money left over from you. But they said, Kevin, you can't invest that much at the wide receiver position because you leave the rest of your team out in the woods. Not the case here. The Rams are the new age NFL team where an NFL owner finally realizes the old good old boy secret. 
There's no real salary cap in the NFL if you want to pay money here. It seems like the salary cap is just one of those things floating around, Kevin, just to keep everybody in line so we don't get cost out of the way. And Kroenke goes, I got big-time funds here. Let's go and spend money. And again, Kevin, they said it couldn't be done. You got to win through the draft. Not anymore. No, 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 Don. You, you got, you, you're missing it. They should have traded Cooper Cup Uh-oh. and Aaron Donald uh, and let the yeah, cat true. breathe. <laughs> My good recoups. Uh, well, I mean, picks. I mean, tr- like if you're around the NFL, right? Like if you're an owner, right? I feel, and you're willing, to, and you're like, hey man, like I- I'll pay. And you call your GM, be like, what's going on? Like, how's Allen Robinson in Los Angeles? And they said, well, listen, we're trying to be a little more conservative. Thanks for your time. Clearly not the right fit. I'm going to go try and win a Super Bowl. Thanks for coming. Appreciate it. Hit the bricks, though. A great move by the Los Angeles Rams, who are set up to certainly compete at a high level this coming season. Talking about competing at a high level, I have a lot of Big Ten games positioned here. Let me start with this, though. Let me start with this, Donnie. Yesterday's slate, because I want to give it a a little bit of attention from the games there. Was there one—because there was one game that I wanted to make sure that that I touched on from a reaction standpoint, and then you tell me if there's any for you. But the Gonzaga-Georgia State game, I did not think in any way would really, really matter, right? Gonzaga wins by 100. Who cares? Gonzaga wins by a slight, you know, a a 15-point whatever. It required Georgia State to make that game interesting. And somehow, Donnie, over the course of 40 minutes, Georgia State made this game both interesting and nearly did not cover a 22-and-a-half-point spread. Gonzaga was up by two points in the at the end of the first half, scoring 35 points, at one point led by, in this game, as much as 26 points and ended up scoring 58 in the second half. That Gonzaga performance is one of the most interesting so far, without a shadow of a doubt, because somehow, Donnie, it simultaneously backs up the idea that they are the best team in the country, while also saying, man, oh man, a Memphis team that looked good against Boise, Donnie, could give them a bit of a run. Yes, and you know what was really interesting about that? Because we all watch these games, but sometimes we just box score, read, and score, rate. Oh, they handled their business, no big deal. But if you watch that game, and we saw, because your, your point is correct here, the how easily Memphis won their game. And I was like, hey, if Memphis is talented enough, maybe they match up against Gonzaga. Well, if Gonzaga won by 20 in the first half and another 20 in the second half, maybe you quell those opinions by game. Yeah, well, Gonzaga is still Gonzaga, which they are. But I have to tell you, at the half, halftime, it was a two-point game, and Georgia State was still hanging around over, what, those first five or six minutes in the second half before the bottom absolutely fell out. It was going to get real interesting at seeing some of these people out here that were either the handicap in the game, bracket busters or whatnot, try to formulate an opinion on, I told you that Gonzaga was rarely, you know, on that one line was very overrated, which mm-hmm. they're not. And they certainly put on a show late in that second half, but it gives you some food for thought and what can actually happen. Also, Kevin, as you said, taking a look at yesterday and some interesting things that came up, threading the needle, and you brought this game up yesterday. That was Arkansas and that was Vermont. That was a five-point mm. spread where we were saying, or particularly you, Look at this. Like, I think Arkansas can win the game. And very rarely do you say, like, hey, only a four or five-point spread. How can you take the dog in this one? Vermont played extremely well, and that's what we thought. That was a big-time victory by Arkansas because we thought Vermont might be able to control pace. 75-71 final where they cover the spread. Still got a good one right down. But there were so many games yesterday, Kevin, Mm -hmm. that getting to overtime and being close, even talking about that UCLA-Akron game. I had the Akron under. I'm saying to myself, what did I get myself into? You know, 56-and-a-half. That one stays under. But a lot of teams got scared. And a lot of teams went down with upsets. 
Yeah, and obviously the big one, you have to bring it up, uh, Kentucky losing to St. Peter's in Man. overtime. This happened last year, Donnie, where these games would go to overtime and the dog would prevail. We had three overtime games yesterday. Uh, now, two of the games were near pick'em spreads, but the listed dog uh, was Creighton. So Creighton as a dog comes in, uh, and then uh, Murray State, the favorite, got the job done versus the Dons. But St. Peter's, Donnie, somehow going to overtime and beating Kentucky is unimaginable. They shot it from 53% from the floor and 50% from the field. They, you know, you look at the shooting statistics there, it feels like they shouldn't have won the game, but they did. I think the takeaway, though, is is less, you know, wow, here comes the, the Mac, what a revolution, or, you know, Iona folks feeling sorry about what could have been. And, I mean, you never want to overreact too, too strongly, Donnie, but this just feels like the kind of loss that people are going to ask a couple of questions around a John Calipari here because this, no other way to label it, Donnie, this was embarrassing. Yeah, Calipari gets close to $10 million a year. Kentucky is a stronghold of basketball. Talk about a tough, you know, outside of like a Murray State's of the world. You look at Louisville and Kentucky. You can't have two worse seasons for two blue blood type programs here, particularly the way it ended for Kentucky. But we don't expect this mm -hmm. out of it. Like if you're going to be Coach Cal and you get all these top level recruits, you're supposed to win these games in your sleep. And nobody's going to get upset with Coach Cal if he keeps getting to like the Sweet 16 and the Elite Eight but can't make the Final Four. They're expected to win games. But that is an embarrassing performance where there's no way you show up on like your radio show this week like, eh, tough one there. Like, no, that was St. Peter's. You say tough one if you go down to UCLA or you go down to, like, a Providence at that point. But you can't say tough one with St. Peter's, which you were supposed to absolutely mop the floor with. Now, my question here for St. Peter's, Kevin, I've been to a lot of gyms in the country, you know, Atlantic 10, where they'll hang banners for, like, a Sweet 16 appearance. Is this a banner-worthy win where you beat Kentucky? Can you hang a round of 32 appearance in your gym in St. Peter's? Can you do that? One hundred percent if this was iona i would be at banner night when they dropped the round to 32 banner you better believe it <laughs> donnie yes. what a moment in fact donnie iona might drop a banner for this saint peter's win and say look what no, the conference yeah. did that's how good this was here for saint peter's cannot give them enough credit ultimately for that win it mean it was. It's just stunning. People had Kentucky moving so far, and it's funny, Donnie. You know, you and I. I only had Kentucky going to the Sweet 16. Uh, I, I thought that Purdue was a bad matchup for them, right? I know you didn't have them going. Uh, you know, like they weren't a Final Four team or anything of the nature yeah. for you, Dot. But like, it was part of that is uh, it's a really tough region. Uh, that didn't really include St. Peter's, Donnie. Like, that wasn't a part of the puzzle. Like, there's not really much of an excuse for a hard region for Kentucky no. here losing the game to St. Peter's. No, there's really not. And by the way, yesterday, something that's lost, which we were on the air yesterday, and it was so much fun, me, you, and Ben doing the show. Providence gets the mm -hmm. win, 66-57. And, you know, the fun goes around, the tweets, which I even put one out there, like, you know, Ken Palm smashing his computer saying, nothing makes yeah. sense here. Providence keeps winning when they're not supposed to. I did see one of those websites that had, like, a shot doctor, a shot chart here that basically said Providence only had, like, a 10% chance of winning that game from the final statistics <laughs> here. <laughs> what are we watching here? Like, I don't understand. Like, South Dakota State had, like, an 85% chance of winning, but they lost by nine points, mm -hmm. but they had the better shot selection in the game. It's hilarious to see what Providence, and I I can't wait because Providence is going to take the court, not today, but again on Saturday. I feel like I just got to rock up to the TV, as you like to say, and watch this one and cheer like I actually went to Providence or yeah. played for Providence. I'm so team Providence up. It's wild at this point right now. They're playing Richmond, not Iowa. 
and are once yeah. again only in a two a two and a half point favor. The, the, the Donnie in the room. There's people like this. Yeah, no way, man. No way. At some point, it's coming up black. At some point, it's coming up black, and it just keeps coming up red on Providence. You know what? We might as well stick here a little bit of recap. Hour number two. We have so much time. We'll be able to hit, I think, all of these games uh, today. Let me add this quickly, Donnie. You know, uh, Big Ten got off to a great start because Indiana put one in the back pocket versus Wyoming. Then Notre Dame yeah. takes a close one off Rutgers. Michigan Wolverines handled their business in a big-time comeback versus Colorado yeah, State. They did. And then, and then Iowa lost to Richmond and St. Mary's embarrassed, and I mean embarrassed, Indiana, 82-53. This segment, I mean, we're going to line up all these Big Ten games here. There's a, there's a ton of Big Ten games on the board because they put the entire conference in. Uh, Don, it's feeling like more of the same right now around this conference. It really is. Yeah, the questions come up. You can't. It's almost like you take two steps forward, but you take one step back here, one step forward, and two steps two steps back. We'll see if they gain those rights as we move on, because there's a lot of tough games that are coming up here, particularly with you know, is Illinois going to get by? Because now the, the I think the spotlight is what we're saying, Kevin. The Big Ten was was bright coming into it as is, and we're almost waiting to see what's going to happen in this one. You got the good start here, but you're right. One of the games, like I was very confident heading into the tournament. I'm a big St. Mary's believer. I didn't in my wildest dreams think they would just absolutely be the more athletic team in that game and run them off the court. Kuzi was sensational as a point guard. You couldn't, nobody could stay in front of the kid, and he just continually got to the rim and kept widening that margin. And that also was a banner for the WCC, Kevin, because Gonzaga handled their business in the second half. St. Mary's looked good. And even though San Francisco lost, Yeoman's performance, man, got the overtime, just couldn't pull out with one of their better players. So good showing so far here, Kevin, from the West Coast Conference. Yeah, 100%. Uh, you know what we can do as well? Uh, because a lot of the Saturday games are set. Um, I'll give people an idea where the lines sit, and we can maybe let you know what's a little bit interesting to us. Uh, obviously, yeah. we maybe yep. identified one spot off the bat. Providence is laying 2.5 to Richmond. Baylor is going to lay 5 to North Carolina. Kansas is laying 10 to Creighton. You've got Michigan-Tennessee right now. Tennessee is going to lay a 6 spot. UCLA, 2.5 Versus St. Mary's, wow. Arkansas is laying a sixth spot to New Mexico State. I do not have the St. Peters-Murray State line because uh, I am looking at the jersey books there. We'll get that for you in the next segment. And then a double-digit spread, Donnie, Gonzaga-Memphis. I'll ask you this quickly before the break. Are mm. you surprised that the Zags are still double digits going into the Memphis game? No, because you don't want to have an overreaction because you, Memphis, as well as they played, they could revert right back to the Memphis that we've seen on the early part of the year where Penny Hardaway was going nuts at press conferences. So I can respect that because it's almost like if we asked Dave Sherpan being in the room, you set that line at nine points. Whoa, you set it at 11. It's a little bit different feel now. So I agree with where the line sits. I think, though, this was single digits if Gonzaga did not catch fire in the second half. Correct. Yeah. But yeah. Memphis didn't have as strong of a second half, and again, Gonzaga went absolutely wild. There is one line, though, that feels like a strong overreaction from the Thursday card. I'll let you know what that is. We'll see what Donnie thinks about these early lines here as well. And then hour number two, your preview for all of the Friday games is coming up right here on Sportsbook. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
eBay Motors is here for the ride. Elbow grease and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it at affordable prices. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to stop making excuses. The peace of mind you get after a colonoscopy is worth it. It's the best way to prevent and detect one of the deadliest cancers. In fact, your doctor can remove precancerous polyps during the procedure if necessary. That's right, before it even turns to cancer. No buts about it. Get a colonoscopy at 45 and follow up every 10 years or as recommended by your doctor. Find a location or schedule now at avera.org colon. Quick segment here before we get into hour number two. Just taking a look down at the Saturday lines. One game that jumps out to me, tell me what jumps out to you, Baylor minus five versus North Carolina. I think the Tar Heels are getting a little too much love for their game versus Marquette. I think Baylor, I would have anticipated being a stronger favorite here versus North Carolina. I think what Baylor did versus Norfolk State, while I listed, I mean, obviously, it's not, you know, you're not playing a Marquette, you're playing Norfolk State, but they dominated that game, 20 and a half point line, never in doubt, handled their business here. Uh, that is one game that jumps out to me. What about you? You look at the Saturday lines, what's jumping out? Yeah, you know, it's a lot of fun here, too. You talk about the St. Mary's line versus UCLA, and it immediately jumps out that plus two and a half here because in my pool, I do have St. Mary's upset. I mean, I guess it would be a mild upset at this point going over UCLA. Mm-hmm. I think that's interesting. Also, one of those teams where yeah, last year's UCLA team, right, the 11th seed comes in. A lot of similarities here with Michigan. Ah, I don't think this should be in. Maybe they got a little bit too much respect here. They have a nice comeback victory, and now they're getting six points from Tennessee. So maybe that chip on the shoulder does reappear in that. But you're also correct here. The reason, like, I like that you brought up that North Carolina-Baylor game, and it sits at plus five, because the one, you know, the, the winning games in the tournament is very hard. You don't get to the tournament without being a good basketball team. So immediately my thoughts are Mm -hmm. Baylor's the better team against Carolina, but you saw yesterday when Carolina is right, Kevin, they are right and they can beat anybody. It's almost that feeling that you get like to me, Carolina is a little bit better version of Memphis where when they both get going, this is what you waited for all season long. And maybe they put it together at the right time. We'll find out. But as we know, Baylor plays really good defense as a great coach and drew, they should win that game. But North Carolina is that wild card type team. The same way Memphis is for me, Kevin. Yeah. And another game that does jump out as well. Is it an overreaction or maybe is it a team finally getting their respect? But UCLA St. Mary's, one team goes out there, wins by 30-plus versus a Power 5 team in Indiana and St. Mary's, and UCLA struggles against the Zips in Akron. That line's now two and a half. Maybe you're getting a little bit of a discount, though, on UCLA. Saturday slate will be fun. I know Donnie and Ben will be on together for some in-game live action oh, on the right. Saturday card as well. Yeah, so make sure you're, you're there, Donnie, because uh, <laughs> obviously that's very important. Hour number two, previewing all the games for today. Next. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, 
Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to stop making excuses. The peace of mind you get after a colonoscopy is worth it. It's the best way to prevent and detect one of the deadliest cancers. In fact, your doctor can remove precancerous polyps during the procedure if necessary. That's right, before it even turns to cancer. No buts about it. Get a colonoscopy at 45 and follow up every 10 years or as recommended by your doctor. Find a location or schedule now at avera.org colon.